We're all the latest in music, fun, and laughter. <laughs> Not forgetting your favorite music stars. This is the On Music with Matt podcast, where we get all the answers to your music-related questions. Oi, oi. Oh my goodness. I really can't believe that this is finally happening. It's been a long time coming. By a long time, I mean four whole years. My name is Matt Sola, and this is my brand new music podcast on Music with Matt. So straight after high school, I wanted to become a radio presenter, right? And also start a podcast. I did become a radio presenter, and today, I continue living my dreams by officially being a podcast host. So quick facts about me. At the time of this recording, one, I'm 22 I live in South Africa. I graduated top of my class for my major. I'm a qualified journalist, radio presenter, and run a music portal called OurMusicWithMatt.com. Feel free to check it out. Also, I used to sing in the choir, but that was about 11 years ago, and I can't even hold a note now. So since you know all that you need to know about me, every week I'll get to hang out with some of the biggest hit makers from SN across the world to chat about how music has changed their lives whilst having fun and stupid banter here and there. And I'm so excited on having you on this journey of playing in the big league. So to kick off the first episode of many seasons of the pod show, I didn't want to wait to talk to this guy. One, he looks great. Two, he sounds even better. And three, he's a genuinely nice human being. He has given us some chart-topping songs such as I Don't Want to Wait, Pink Dragons, and has had hundreds and thousands of people across the world flocking to streaming sites to stream his music and even millions more enjoying his songs across many radio stations not only in the country but in the u.s as well so music lovers welcome to the podcast Nico. <laughs> thanks for having me brother <laughs> how are you doing my guy i'm not too bad i'm not too bad just a bit chilly on a on a Friday Joburg morning, this looks like this cold front's yeah. coming in thick and fast. Dude, in Durban, it feels like I am in a place where I've never been. It's very cold. <laughs> I didn't even want to wake up this morning. That's how bad it was. Oh my goodness. I don't blame you, brother. It's uh, oh, this too much. It's too much. It's too much indeed. Either way, man, I just want to say, I really love your current name, Lee Cole. Thank you very I much. I just want to know, what, happ- what happened to Leandro and Quantum? <laughs> Quantum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you've done your research, I see. That's amazing. I- I'm a stalker, professional stalker. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Um, so yeah, Leander's actually my, it's my, it's my real name. Um, and uh, it's, I was performing and releasing music under that name for a number of years. Um, and the only problem with that name is that um, because it's Portuguese, when you search for it online, there's so many Leander's. And that's the problem, that people couldn't really find my, oh, my music yeah. too often. So I decided to go with something a bit more... Um, you know, neutral sounding and international sounding, so to speak. So I went, uh, everyone calls me Lee. And then the call, uh, the CO comes from my surname Quimbra, and the LE comes from Leandro. So it was like Lee Cole. Um, and that's pretty much how nice. my name came to be. Yeah. No, to be quite honest, it's an amazing name. It's, it's perfect. It's very international. It's very pop starry vibe like. Oh, thank I like you very it. much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> It's only a pleasure. So tell me when you decided to do music 10 years ago, right? Was your family like excited and happy about that? They were. I think, you know what, you know what I'm super lucky about, bro, is that I've been, I've, I've got such an amazing family. They've always supported me. Yeah. They've never tried to, you know, sort of squash the dream. Um, and they've always kept mm-hmm. me going. So it, it didn't really matter to them whether I got a, a, a varsity degree or went to get a normal job. As long as I was happy pursuing my passion. Um, and when I started yeah. 10 years ago, it obviously started off as a, as a hobby because I was a lot younger. But as I got more into it, I decided, hey, this is actually, this is pretty much what I want to do. Um, 
Yeah. And through the years, things have gotten more and more intense and, and better and, and things are happening, and which is great. And I'm, I'm truly lucky and blessed to be doing this. Um, and I stand here now today saying that I'm doing it full time, which is amazing. Nice. Uh, do you still remember your days at Up and Coming? I do. Were you there? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was. I want you to tell me more about your days at Up and Coming. It seems like it was a, a vibe. Sure. Well, for starters, um, sure, that was about, I think, 20, 2014. No, 20, 2014, 2014 yes. yeah. Um, yeah. A, a good friend of mine, Paul Mojaji, he, he set me up there for Up and Coming. I just did a couple of songs. Um, and thinking back now, it was it was a great experience, but I was I was singing some pretty bad songs. I was still a, a novice back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Now looking back now, I would I would love to do a set there again, just you know, with my new stuff. So obviously, uh, as a, a an artist, when you start out, you you do a lot of gigs, and sometimes most of them are non-paying. If you were to you know maybe guess how many non-paying gigs you think you've done. Sure, non-paying gigs. Um, to be yes. honest, bro, probably close to like the hundred mark. If I'm hundred percent honest, I've done yeah. I've done a lot of freebies. But it's you know it's it's great because you get the exposure, a eh? especially in the beginning when yeah. you're starting out, um, and it sort of mm-hmm. gives you a platform to get the feel for performing in front of a crowd and an audience. You know, kind of get used to that sort yeah. of. It's a very it's a very specific feeling um, that, mm-hmm. that you need to be ready for. So it's um, yeah probably about a hundred to answer your question. Probably about a hundred freebie shows, I reckon, if not more. Sure. Sure. So, do you still remember your first paid gig, and do you remember how much that was? I do, I do, I do. I was actually a young boy, to be honest. I was. I, have yeah. you heard of the festival Luzitaland? No. So, Luzitaland's a festival in like the south of Johannesburg. It's, it's every year they have it. They didn't have it this year, obviously, because of uh, COVID. But um, yeah, yeah, they uh, they paid me my my first fee at the age of twelve or eleven. I sang a couple of covers. I'm telling you, Broski, I was on that oh, stage wow. in my little twelve-year-old oh, wow. pants performing <laughs> and um i think it was like a thousand rand or 800 rand at the time which is a lot of money for me for a 12 year old which is great that's a lot true um so yeah that's pretty much my first pay gig i would say what is your relation to isles of skies to isle of sky oh my goodness mm. you're really going back into the archives i love this it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's um, me. So isle of sky <laughs> it's um it's a guy called cole and rob um, and they, yeah. they like an electronic producer duo. And I was working with them, I think, mm-hmm. in 2015, 2016 to release some stuff. Um, and we, mm-hmm. we ended up doing a pretty cool song. Uh, they got uh, played on 5FM and stuff at the time. Um, I haven't, and I, I don't think they're producing anymore, but um, that's pretty much my connection with them. I featured on one of their songs. Because yeah. I, I remember them ar- around like four or five years ago when they were in the music scene and they were doing a whole lot of good music. And they, they were suddenly disappeared and they suddenly disappeared i was like okay what's going on now exactly that they, they disappeared which is a bit unfortunate um mm-hmm. but hey man in this industry sometimes things happen and you got to pick up your feet and carry on so i, I can't really say what yeah. happened to them but it was a pleasure to indeed, work with them indeed so you are a person who has a lot of covers um i've lost yeah. count how many covers <laughs> you've made um how many do you think you've made and which one was your favorite Sure, good question. Um, I've probably made, sure, probably over like 30, 30 covers or maybe maybe less, maybe like over 20, 25 covers. Yeah. Um, my favorite one, well, the one that got the most attention was my Kanamali cover in 2017. Mm. Um, yeah. That one kind of did pretty well. Um, that was one of my favorites for sure. And then another one of my favorites would probably be my Yesterday cover and my Billie yeah. Eilish cover. 
Mm. Those two would probably be on my YouTube. You can check them out on my YouTube. Um, those would probably be my two favorites. They were very fun to do. There's also a cover that you did, um, uh, a Louis Capaldi cover. Yes. And um, if I were to close my eyes and listen to that cover, I'd say it's Louis Capaldi scene because you guys sound so similar. We do, man. We do. So many people have said that. It's, it's actually crazy. Yeah. I also want... Uh, you to tell me about your first um song which is about three years ago tell me about all of it how it came about were you excited sure okay so pretty much just in a nutshell to give you a bit of a uh, an update on like what you know my team and where they are situated and how we work so yeah my producer is based in new jersey the states um and pretty much the 10 i think it's 10 or 11 songs that i've released now I write them at yeah. home, produce them in my room, um, get them to like a, a cool, uh, acceptable level. And then I send it over to the States where he adds some finishing production touches and uh, he pretty much ensures that the mixing is tight. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the process. So in 2017, I went to the States for a month, recorded Fire as Fire, which is my first ever official release uh, professionally. Yeah. And uh, we recorded it, set it up. And then when I got back to South Africa, that's when I, I went live with the song. Um, and that was pretty much the ex- that experience. So that's pretty much my process uh, with regard to the music. I know that you you go a lot to the states, uh, America. Is it a place where you you would like to maybe go live permanently at some point, so you can be closer even to your producer? My brother, let me tell you something. There's nothing quite like home. Eh? Josie is another. Yeah. It's another. It's another animal. <laughs> it's so uh, we like it to be. Yeah. <laughs> but um, mm. I, I mean, for my career and for like the trajectory of my career. The States or possibly the UK does make the most sense because the stuff that I make is more suited to their kind of climate. Um, yeah. And I've got a bigger audience that appreciates my kind of stuff there. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. South Africa has been amazing with the support so far. But if, with regards to the States, I would love to, love to, love to move there one day. Just temporarily, I still, uh, South Africa will always be home to me. Um, but just yeah. to, you know, just to further the career uh, for the next five to 10 years and then potentially come back to SA, who knows? So. You self-produce, right? If That's correct, say. yes. Uh, and uh, you, you record music in your bedroom. That's correct. Um, how, how insane is it when you get an idea and you're like, oh my goodness, this definitely has to be your song. Have you woken up at the middle of the night, maybe like 3 a.m. and decided to sit and do some work? Great question. Um, so pretty much what I always tell people is, Creativity is it's not something you can sort of like switch on or switch off anytime you want. It's just, yeah. It just comes. It's got a mind of its own. Um, bro, I promise you, my song, I, I don't know if you know my song, Talk. I know all your songs. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so my song, Talk, I was actually on my way to indoor soccer. Um, yeah. And I arrived at indoor soccer and I was, I was late for the game and I was about to, about to get out. And then I, the radio was like slightly in the background. I was like putting on my, my boots. And mm. I was in the car and the radio was soft. So I couldn't, really, I, I kind of thought I knew what song I was playing, but I couldn't really hear it because it was very soft. And yeah. just that what I thought I could hear kind of sparked something. And I literally muted the radio and just started and took out my phone and just started freestyling this melody that just came to me in the middle of nowhere. Um, nice. And I literally sang the entire melody of talk, which is the song now, um, in that yeah. moment of the car. Uh, and then I got home and I just, that melody into my program i started producing it and recording it and that's how that's how sometimes that's how crazy it can be in terms of 
you know, when the creativity hits you. I've been at family gatherings when I'm eating lunch and I quickly have to excuse myself <laughs> to record a million that just popped up in my head. So yeah. it's, 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 it's cool. It's a blessing and a curse. A blessing being that, you know, when things do come, they usually are strong melodies and, you know, gives you the, the sort of the platform to write your songs. But it's also a curse because you can't always switch it on. Sometimes it's there, sometimes mm. it's not. So I want to talk um, about love. Oh, let's do it. Briefly. Let's do it. Are you a sucker for love? And also, did somebody hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I promise you, everyone asks me that, especially with I Don't Want to Wait Now being released. They're all like, yeah. yes, sis, brother, who, who the honey is hurting you? Like, relax, relax a bit. <laughs> Calm your big there, you know? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of love. Uh, I love love, uh, yeah. I'll be honest. And I find when I write, um, when I write, the thing that comes most naturally to me is love. Um, and so, nice. and that's what I always write about, or try to write about. Uh, to be quite honest, I, I, I am a, a sucker for love myself. Okay. And, uh, no, I don't want to lie to you. I'm a <laughs> sucker for honest, love you're myself. Being, you're, being, you're being real here. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't want to wait. Yo, 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 no, man. No, no, the yeah, song a a hits right. It, it, right, it, it hits right there that's in the feels. It does, hey. Um, let's talk quickly uh, because I really want to talk about uh, radio charts and, and success. But before yeah. we do that, let's talk about Ride or Die. Hey, okay. Um, I so know what, that... What, what, what um, would you like to know about Ride or Die? I know that it went to play on high iHeart radio stations. How did that come about? And when you heard the news... What did you do? Um, bro, I, it was crazy. It was crazy. I was in the States at the time. Yeah. And then I just got an email from my DSP, my provider, to tell me that it's been that they've uh, got a notification that it's played on our hot radios overseas. And um, nice. look, I don't know. I, I've got no like data or stats to show how many times it's yeah, played. Yeah. But the fact that it played once or twice or three times in, uh, on a prestige radio station and like a radio company like that just blew my mind. Yeah, um, and it just it just it just makes you feel good, man. You know, like your achievements are being recognized, and you starting to indeed, succeed. Indeed. You know, I lost my yeah. I lost my mind. I'll be honest. And then, fast forward to this year, you release "I Don't Want to Wait," and the song just becomes a massive s- success, be it on the radio, everywhere else, um, charting, yes. and streams. Your first 100,000 streams, your first 200,000 streams. Yeah. Did you expect it to blow that much? No, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. Look, I I mean, I had a couple of targets and goals that I wanted to hit with the song. Um, yeah. But I tried, you see, it was a very new sound for me. Because obviously, you know, like with Wild or Die and the, the previous songs, it was a very different sound, a very produced sound. With a lot of electric yeah. instruments, a lot of instrumentation. But for once, I just decided, you know what, bro? let people just hear my voice for what it is like no frills no fancy stuff piano vocal sing about love make people feel and that's what i decided to go for and it's paid off man like now i know what people really want from me and the kind of thing Mm. that people expect to hear from my quote of my sort of art you know um Mm. and that's what pink dragons did and it's been it's been a great success for me it's kind of like my breakout single in terms of people knowing who lee cole is um and i'm just keen to to really get started and to pull from here I mean, I just want to say congratulations on the success of, of that song. Thank you, brother. Massive it is. And uh, your latest single, which is Pink Dragon, I, I love it because it, 
I feel like you have sing-along songs. I do. Um, it's very, it's very easy to catch on to your song. So if you listen to it once, by the second time you're already singing the chorus, and the, the next time you're, you know, you already know the words. Five times later, you can sing it from the beginning to the end, which is something really, really, really amazing. Um, is your your writing process? Do you make it to be that simple, or it's just something that happens to happen? That's a great question. Um, thanks, thanks by the way, bro. I appreciate it. Um, Pink Dragons. It's only a pleasure. Yeah, Pink Dragons. Um, I I was at a, at a at a friend's house, and um, I do this thing where like I ask people to give me words, and I try and make a song on the spot, like just even if it's just for comic, you know, just to make fun. Um, just to nice. stuff around. So I said to him, "Okay, let's write a song. Give me, give me your word, you know." And then he's like, mm-hmm. "I tried to throw me off." And he's like, "Pink dragons." I was like, "Oh gosh, here we go. Let's see if I can come up with something with pink dragons." And then yeah, the yeah. first line I literally sang and freestyled on the spot was, "When I'm with you, all that I see is pink dragons." And as I sang it, like I carried on a little bit, and he was like, "Hey, dude, that actually sounds really cool." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I went home. I, I like tried to write a chorus to it, um, and I yeah. ended up writing. And I was like, "Hey, this this sounds pretty cool. It's very catchy." Um, and that's what I wanted. So with, with Pink Dragons, it was a bit of a different songwriting approach to like, I don't want to wait. I think I don't want to wait mm. makes you feel a lot of emotion. Whereas Pink Dragons yeah. is a more of a, a vibe. It's more like a, a sing-along, like a karaoke song that anyone can sort of sing indeed, along to. Indeed. Yeah. And it's got like an old school retro vibe to it, which I really like. Mm. Um, and I, I started to experiment with that because my voice has got also like an old school kind of vibe to it as well. So. Um, I, I'm, I'm yet to see if Pink Dragons does as well as I don't want to wait. I'm, I'm really hoping it does. I'm sure it will. But um, mm-hmm. we we yet to find out, and we'll see going forward. I've got a couple of cool projects lined up with different writing tastes, and um, I'm keen to see what people are going to think. I'm excited. We're going to chat about that very very shortly. Um, I want you. I want to go back to radio and and, and, and charts. Yes. Really, because I feel like if I don't mention all these uh, numbers, it, I won't be making any justice. You know, gotcha, I do any gotcha. justice by you, uh, because your song was heard by millions. And millions of people in South Africa on the radio went to chart in the top five of many radio stations in the country. As I was doing my stalking, um, about six years ago, someone asked uh, on Twitter, they tweeted 947, and they asked, what should they do to get your music playing on their station? (laughs) Because you are that good. And six years later, your song was in the top five. Crazy. Of their top 40 charts. Crazy. How was that for you? Dude, it's it's so surreal, bro. Like, it's... I mean, when I released I Don't Want to Wait, I, w- I was just hoping that at least just plays once on radio. Those are, like, my expectations. I just wanted to at least get acknowledged on, like, our top radio stations. Yeah. Um, and then when I started... When I got playlists on the first radio station, then I got playlists on the second, and then on the third, and then you kind of see the pattern. Then I was like, okay, yeah. cool. People are really vibing with this. And it just blew all my expectations out the water. Um, and it just felt so good, man. I mean, I've been doing this for, for quite some time. And um, yeah. through hard work and perseverance, and sometimes you can be talented and you can still work hard and things won't happen. It's just about the time, you know. Mm. And when all of this happened, I mean, I didn't never expect it to chart. That was like unreal. I mean, on East Coast Radio, I went to number two. I, I was almost like nice. a, in number one in, on, in Durban, which is crazy yes. for me, bro. Like, it, <laughs> it blew my mind. It just made me so, yeah. so, so happy, you know. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's sort of encouraging. It's encouraging to keep pushing, keep persisting. And the best is yet to come. I, I've still got a lot more bangers in me. Um, the, I, yeah. I just want to share it with people. The best is yet to come indeed. And, uh, um, whenever your songs play on the radio and you happen to be listening to the radio, do you like get like super excited or now you've, 
kind of gotten used to it. Now I've kind of gotten used to it because I've heard myself on radio a few times. But you know what the thing is? Yeah. Is that I never want to take it for granted. It's amazing. It's a privilege Indeed. to be playing on radio, to playing for people. Um, and every time it plays, I just, you know, I just like close my eyes, taking the moment and, uh, and appreciate it. Because uh, even though I have worked hard and I do deserve to be where I am right now, it's, um, it's always just a gift to hear, you know, people connect with my music on radio. Do you still remember the first time your song played on the radio and you heard it? It did, bro. My, I was with my mom, my dad, and my brother. We were at home, yeah. And uh, we were losing our minds and jumping around like, you know, oh, like man. the next oh, episode man. of PCB Go just came out and we couldn't wait to see it. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just doing like the happy dance. Um, yeah. So it was, it, was, it was surreal. Such, a, such an amazing experience. All right. So I want us to break away from this a little bit and uh, play one of my favorite games. I call it Celebrity Real or Rubbish, right? Okay, okay. So I have uh, 30 seconds on the clock and I have five questions for you. These are music-related questions and all, ha- all you have to tell me is whether what I'm saying is real or rubbish. Uh, they're all about pop culture and I've made them very easy and Taylor made them for you. Okay. Uh, so it's very, very easy. Yeah, I've, I've tailored made them for you. So these are things that I, I kind of expect you to know. So, real or rubbish question, you have to let, just let me know um, if what I'm saying is real or what I'm saying is absolute rubbish. Fantastic. Okay. Let's go. I'm game. All right. Uh, your 30 seconds, Nico, uh, <laughs> begins now. Is it real or rubbish that Louis Capaldi, someone you love, was number one for eight weeks in the UK? Uh, real. Correct. Is it real or rubbish that uh, the se- your second ever tweet was eating breakfast and? Real. True. Is it real or rubbish that Joe Burgers stream your music more on Spotify? Rubbish. It's actually real. Real? Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, the last one. Uh, is it real or rubbish TikTok has been bought by Sony in the US? Rubbish. It is indeed rubbish. Okay. Uh, 30, 30 seconds is off, but can we do one last question? Let's do it. Bonus. Bonus mark. Uh, is it real or rubbish that Master KG's Trebolami is the biggest international South African song? Real. It's actually rubbish. Ah, rubbish. It's Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Of course, of course. How could I forget? Jerusalem. <laughs> so you got three. You got three out of five. So that's sixty percent. Okay, you can okay. give yourself a round of applause. There you go. At least, at least I score better percentage with my music because if I didn't, I'd, I'd be failing <laughs> at life. God damn it. <laughs> All right, so uh, is there a song that you you listen to and you're like, oh my goodness, I wish that song was mine, or I wish I wrote that song, or I wish I had that idea? Yeah, there's a few. One of them was like Adele's mm. Hello that I thought was absolutely mm. amazing. Um, and yeah. believe it or not, Taylor Swift, there's a song of hers called, oh, what's it? Uh, I don't know if you know the song. Do you remember me? No, 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 no. Sitting no. in a no, night dress. Yes. Hey, hey, that was a banger. Yes, yes I did. Fan go to that a lot uh, a couple of years back. Um, and now recently, Luis Capaldi, I think he's, it's not because my sound is similar to his and I'm trying to emulate yeah. him. Just as a songwriter, to hear what he does and like the way he writes, it's completely down my alley and it's just, it's really inspiring. He is, he is a crazy human being. And now that you're mentioning him quickly, uh, Luis Capaldi usually writes, you know, these sad songs about love, um, which is something that you also do as well. Yeah. But... If you see Luis Capaldi, he's like a happy chap running around making jokes. Are you also like that? Like all about like maybe like writing sad music, but you're like an extremely happy person. I do. I'm, you know, I, I feel like I've got two sides to me. I'm super positive yeah. and like super energetic and like, um, yeah. and bubbly and stuff like that. But I've also got a very deep, 
um, serious side to me as well. And I think I just toggle mm. between those two um, all the time. So when you are not making music, what are you doing? Sure. Well, now with lockdown, there's not much you can do. But when lockdown wasn't in the picture, um, I play a lot yeah. of sports. I try to keep as fit and healthy as I can. Um, so a lot of nice. soccer, a lot of roller hockey. Um, and then I like to uh, I like to sometimes write a bit of poetry. I like to um, spend a lot of time with my family. I'm a big family man. I heard that uh, if you weren't doing music full-time or maybe if music was not in the picture, you were going to be a, a soccer player. That was the dream. That was the dream once upon a time um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a young yeah. boy in primary school and beginning of high school. That's what I wanted. But it's, I think with something like with any dream, it's not just about, you know, enjoying the good stuff about, like, with, like for example, with, with, um, with music, for example. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice to enjoy the, all the streams and all the success and you know, all the, like, the making of the music. But the, the, the crappy part that no one knows is like when you're at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to finish a lyric that's just not coming to you or you have to uh, like, you know, chug along here to your gig and you have to pack the car. And, like, there's so many other things that you know, people don't know that aren't really so nice about doing music. But I think with mm. regards to dreams, you need to be okay with doing the rubbish stuff. And about soccer, I never quite enjoy the fitness and you know the teamwork aspect of it i'm quite a lone wolf so it just <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. just never was going to never was going to be mm. so i think one of the main uh you know objectives or one of the main reasons why i do this podcast is get to find out how music has changed the lives of the people that we do it because there's a lot of people who listen to your music yeah. and your music has most probably changed your life their lives in some way or the other I want to find out from you, how has your music changed your life? Um, you know how my music changed my life, man? It's, it's made me happy. It's given me purpose. It's mm. made me, it's, uh, for the most part, made me feel fulfilled. Um, and it's yeah. giving me direction. Whenever I feel like I never, as much as it's, you know, you got to worry about the future, stuff like that. As, when I'm doing music, it just feels like I'm just doing what, I'm, what I've always meant to do, like what I was born to do. Yeah. And I think once, mm. it's, it's, it's a lucky thing to find out like what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I think once you find that, you run with it and you just never look back. So it's, it's made me happy. It really, really has. It's, especially being able to achieve what I've achieved so far and we're just getting started. It's, it's, it just makes me happy. That's very nice. That's very nice. And I just want to find out because you are an independent artist in a way and how do you find you know maneuvering around you know being the one who is heavily responsible for yourself because many people have like a big team and you really have like a relatively small one and you have a lot to do how do you juggle all of that look that's the one thing that's that you have to be disciplined with because there's a lot to juggle um Mm -hmm. And uh, you got to really be on top of the game because you're managing every single detail with regards to your career. And I think for me, it's uh, in the beginning, it was a bit tough, you know, to keep along with all the admin and everything that I needed to do. But now, once you get into the thick of things and the swing of things, you can really, really, really start to understand um, what's needed from you in your career. It's like a business, like running a business, you know, if you're the entrepreneur, if you're the CEO of your own business, um, even though it's a lot of work, you don't mind doing pretty much everything. So what do you think people, what do you think are the, like, the wrong assumptions that music lovers think um, about artists or their favorite artists? Because the thing is, um, as music lovers, we see our artists, you know, charting, we see them performing and everything. And many people are like, yeah, yeah, they, they've made it. And maybe some will come to your DM and ask for money and, 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 and so forth. 
what are those like wrong assumptions that you think people have about musicians or artists? About musicians? Uh, that's a, that's another good yeah. question. You know what, bro? What what? I, and I don't think a lot of people don't realize this is that I chat about and just speak about is like fame. Um, yeah. And fame is a one-way road uh, to nowhere. And as much mm. as people are like, ah, oh, but how can you say that? You know, it's nice to be loved and to be admired and to like, you know, be popular and all that. Yeah, yeah. All the things that fame brings. But I think that's the one thing people don't understand about artists is that although they're making a lot of money and they're super famous, whatever, it catches up to you. It's very difficult to always be yourself or to live a normal life when you're constantly under the public eye. And it, it kind of makes you feel not normal. And when you're not yeah. normal and you don't feel normal, you start doing not normal things. Um, mm. You know, to try and feel normal again. So I think that's one misconception that people have about artists that fame is all good and all great. But sometimes it's not. It really isn't. So, um, which music festival, local or abroad, would you like to headline at some point of your life? Sure. Well, Lollapalooza in the States. Um, mm -hmm. There's a Glastonbury Festival in the UK, in which the I'd love like to perform yes. at one day. Um, and locally, I mean, I'd just like to start off with, if it wasn't COVID, I probably maybe would have performed this year. It's like a Joburg Day and K-Day and all these big festivals in front of like thousands of yeah, people. Yeah. Um, it's been a dream of mine since I was in grade 10. So hopefully this year next year, I'll, I'll be able to do that. So collaborations are really big. Um, in the music industry and actually in the creative industry, if I could say, you know, co collaborations happen a lot. And if you could collaborate with any artist, dead or alive, mm -hmm. who would it be? Sure. Uh, first one would probably have to be Michael Jackson. I would have loved to, mm -hmm. to do something with him. Um, and currently yeah. right now, or even Freddie Mercury, and currently right now, I'd have to say um, probably Billie Eilish. Ooh. Yeah, nice. probably I think I think we'd have we'd have a similar similar sound. I was thinking about this earlier on, mm. uh, like a jam sandwich episode, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, where you had to collaborate with a South African artist. Um, do you think you you do like you could do a I'm a piano song? <laughs> oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. My my pronunciation, like like for example, in terms of pronouncing stuff. So I would love to try a Zulu song or like you know. A uh, whatever, whatever local song, and I, I still one day love to connect with um, uh, Sunil Musician. I'd love to do a song with yes, him one day, yes. or even Prince KB. I'd love to see what we could do. Yes, because I was thinking about uh, around those lines as well. Because I'm asking if we could do Amapian, because I think you could gel with you know um, uh, something so way to you could gel with. I think you can do something definitely with like Kamsa the Small and Maporisa. Um, 100%. <laughs> and, also, 100%. and also, I think a collaboration that I'd definitely faint should it happen is your collaboration with Black Coffee. Thank you. Oh, from your mouth, from your mouth to God's ears, bro. Let's make it happen. I can already imagine how amazing that would be. Whew. I can... Because we would, my voice would definitely suit his beats and the, like the production style. Definitely. Um, got a lot of jazzy undertones, which yeah. is great. I want to know, um, what's the funniest thing that has happened to you uh, during a live performance? Oh, bro, I've got such a story. You're going you're gonna to laugh at this one. Yeah. So the one time I was singing the anthem mm -hmm. um, at, uh, at a gig in front of like 500 people, 600 people. And when it got to the Afrikaans part, I just blanked out. <laughs> and I forgot the lyrics... I was just like, hey, people, 
and then I just cut <laughs> and then I just started laughing because I didn't know how to react. Yeah, yeah. And then people, you just hear like the whole crowd go, oh, everyone just like, like took in a deep breath. I was like, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> that was pretty much um, probably the most embarrassing I've had today. Well, I think majority of South Africans don't know the Afrikaans part of the national anthem. It's hectic. No, they don't. They don't. That stuff's hectic, bro. Trapa fan fan Yes, that's another level. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm one real South African, sorry, who does not know the entire part. You know, I, I know what it sounds like and what I'm supposed to almost say, but I exactly. don't know the correct exactly. words. That's It's just how it is, and I'm sorry. Sorry, South Africa. It's, it's what it is. No, I'm me and you in the same WhatsApp group, bro. Let me tell you. So, I have five random questions for you. Go for it. Super random they are. Um, would you consider modeling? Would I consider modeling? Yes, I would. I would definitely consider modeling. All right. Um, I've never really given it much of a, like I've never really pursued it, but maybe in the future if people, if people like the beards and they like the hair and they like the <laughs> modeling look, then let's give it a go. I'm, I'm open to anything, all sorts of experiences. Perfect. Do you prefer driving or being driven around? I prefer driving. Why? Uh, just, uh, I love cars. I'm mm. a big uh, petrol head, so I love cars. I love getting the feel of cars. I just love the feel of driving. Nice. How many teaspoons do you put in your sugar? Co- How many teaspoons of sugar do you put in your, <laughs> in your coffee or tea? Well, I put uh, one, t- one, uh, one teaspoon of sugar in my sugar. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, what are you currently obsessed with on TV right now? Um, there's an, a series called Dark on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, what is it about? It's uh, it's, it's a German series actually, um, oh. but it's it's really well produced, and it's about. Um, I'm also a bit of a sci-fi geek, so I like uh, you know these future, past, like time travel kind of things, and it's pretty much about that about this boy that goes missing in this German town, and they end up finding that he went to the past and future, and it gets very complicated. Yo. But it's one of my favorite series at the time. Yeah, you need you need a bit of a you need a degree to watch that, that goddamn sense. series. That's it- what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> I'm more of like a chick flick type of guy, if that makes sense. Okay, okay, that's yeah. your cup of tea, I see. That's okay. me. Uh, what's your What's your hidden talent? My hidden talent. Yeah, uh, being an asshole, if I'm honest. No, I'm kidding. That's not That's not my hidden talent. <laughs> um, oh God, what's my hidden talent? Uh, I can play. I know this is going to sound very weird, but mm-hmm. you did ask. Um, if you take the speak on your phone, you know, like a little gap at the bottom of your phone. Yeah. If I put it up against inside my nostrils and I close my mouth, I'm gonna open my mouth. I can amplify the sound. Excuse that it sounds me. Sounds like a speaker. Like I'm not even joking. How how does it's one even crazy. do that, bro? I don't even ask how I found it out. I don't even know like how I discovered it. But it's a really cool party trick that people that people find very funny and it's it's ridiculous. It really my is ridiculous. Goodness. But, that's probably what I would say. My goodness. So should we expect a, a full body of work anytime soon? Because we have uh, quite a lot of your, of your singles, which you really, really love. Is there maybe an EP or an album coming out very soon? Yes, definitely. So for the first time in my career, I'm working on releasing an EP end of uh, end of November. Nice. Um, and that's going to have, I don't want to wait, Pink Dragons and about another four to five unreleased songs. Yeah. Um, with different cool styles and potentially potential features. So I'm really, really excited, bro. I'm really, really excited. Um, and I think I, as an artist, I finally found my sound and the lead call sound. And I, just, I can't wait to share more, more music with people. Interesting. Nice. Love it. So how would you like to be remembered? 
Um, I would. Uh, yo, I feel like I've been giving you soppy, sad answers. For the <laughs> <goddamn it>. Um, <laughs> I would like to be remembered as an artist who was real, genuine, uh, and that made people feel, mm. um, and that changed lives in even the smallest of ways. Um, and that's the kind of artist I want. To, I want to be remembered by. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, as not by. <laughs> Perfect. Either way, that's that's it. That's it. That's, that's how, a wrap. That's, that's a chicken a wrap. wrap. That, I like it. Chicken. Oh, do you like chicken wraps? I, I love chicken wraps. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I'm the biggest foodie, bro. Holy. Yes, you don't even understand. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Thank you so much, Nicole. I had so much that's fun chatting to you. Amazing interview. And thanks for digging up into the past and finding things that no one knows. That's great. Listen, like, I've never had that in an interview. I, I, I'm here for all this stalkerish vibe. I, I, <laughs> no, it's awesome, bro. This is, this is great. Seriously. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, man, for joining me. I am no, super anytime. excited. I can't wait to hear the EP uh, in November. Excited that's for it. that. Thank you, brother. Really, really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll chat again soon. Definitely, definitely. Enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend, and everything all together. You too, Broski. <laughs> Some shout. Have a saucy weekend, Same. and I'll see you on the next episode. Same to you, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, man. Bye-bye. Ciao, -bye. Man, Nicole and I had such an amazing time just chatting up. If you enjoyed the chat, please click on that subscribe button. It's for free so that you can get a brand new episode each and every time when they drop. All right, it's time for Music in a Minute where I give you a roundup of some of the biggest news that caught my eye this week. So, there's a brand new album from Ariana Grande coming this month. We're still guessing the titles and all, but I can tell you this. I'm still obsessed with Thank You Next. So, what do you think it's going to sound like? Tweet me at On Music with Matt. So, Jay Molly also covers Spotify's New Music Friday playlist as he released his All Is Fair In Love and War mixtape. He says the album is about accepting life as it is. I got to chat with him. Check it out on onmusicwithmat.com. Rihanna is still doing anything besides music. She has now been ranked at number 33 on the Forbes annual list as one of America's richest self-made women. Baby Girl is now worth 600 million US dollars and it really makes sense why she does not really care about music anymore. And Cardi B and Offset are back together. Am I shocked? Not at all. Even though a divorce was filed a few weeks ago, I knew when I saw Offset post, I am blessed when he was wishing Cardi a happy birthday that man oh man, she went hopping on his motorsport. Okay, that's it for Music in a Minute this week. Some of these news exclusively for the podcast and some can be found on musicwithmatch.com so do feel free to check it out. Coming up on the next episode of the podcast. Hi, it's Philippa and you can catch me on Music with Matt, the podcast. Philippa created one of my favorite songs, Boys with Girlfriends, and I really want to know why she kept falling for them. And maybe she might give me tips on how to stay away from them once and for all. You can catch our chat next week Monday when you wake up. With that said, that's it for me. Thank you once again to Liko for giving us sing-along songs and just being an awesome human being. And I guess also awesome is a word that I can use to describe you for listening to the entire pod show. So please feel free to tweet me at musicwithmat or at matt underscore solo. That's M-A-T-T underscore T-S-O-L-O to let me know which part of the podcast you enjoyed and who you'd like me to have the next on the show. Also, if you maybe like a shout out on the podcast, just holler at your boy. A big thank you to my voiceover lady Mpotlongwa. She totally smashed it. Remember, every Monday when you wake up, another episode will be waiting for you and your friends gotta hear as well. So please share it with them because episode one is done and dusted and a whole freaking lot more is still to come. Until next time, take care of yourself. If not, let the music take care of you. And that is how we wrap up yet another episode on the podcast. Don't forget to share and subscribe 
to get new episodes every Monday when you wake up. For more, click on musicwithmax.com.